You're listening to The Morning Joe Rant Show. A dig deep, embrace yourself, and enjoy the Wild Ride podcast. Topics of politics, climate, economics, life, and the pursuit to complain about everything. Hello. Welcome back to the show. Um, first thing, my girlfriend and I went on a road trip <laughs> south to Alabama to a cabin cabin was lovely we got to um do some hiking in the state park for a few hours which was really awesome uh it was really pretty actually uh and nobody was on this like kind of trail and uh we got to see a waterfall it was really cool but on our way there and on our way back we noticed there was a lot of redneck pickup trucks and i just thought this was funny um i when i was growing up my favorite comic book character was the Punisher. Um, and I find it really funny anytime I see like the Punisher's logo now and like insert identity of whatever you want the Punisher logo to be with. So like the the ones we saw predominantly were with the with the police flag, the black and blue flag. And I started laughing and I was like, saying to my girlfriend like I don't think they they get the the irony in all this whole thing like the Punisher was a vigilante who like didn't care who you were he like if you got in his way it was like pretty much like he's gonna kill you he killed police officers I mean it didn't matter it just was kind of funny seeing the irony of like how the Punisher sticker has taken place with like like you like you're a badass if you have the Punisher sticker with whatever flag is on there and it's just kind of a it's that same thing like it's like small dick syndrome like it's always the people that like try to wear their like attitude on their sleeve and they're always like the biggest pussies or like the biggest fucking losers I just thought it was funny I that, that was one thing I noticed where I was like god there is a lot of pickup trucks with the Punisher sticker and like insert the stupid identity of what they want you to like think how cool they are and and like they just don't understand that like I don't know that that's absolutely the opposite of cool (laughs) like not that I'd like to again I shouldn't say like I'm the ultimate decider of cool but it's just so stupid I don't know I just found it funny and then I found another thing that was really funny we were driving and talk about hypocrisy there was a a minivan and this thing had seen better days and there's nothing wrong with that my car is a piece of shit I'll drive it as long as I can but like in terms of the van itself it was an asshole like weaving in and out of traffic just being a shithead and on the back was a giant like a big sticker of the Virgin Mary on the back like of the back uh, window on the trunk and we both were like how it like this is the biggest hypocrisy like you could tell that person was like i am so christ-like you know i have the virgin mary sticker on the back of my car yada 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 and then like they're the biggest assholes on the road like they were just everywhere being shitheads and it's that type of stuff that like i'm not classifying every christian person as like that because that's not the case um but it's just funny that like there is so much hypocrisy in society and it's on both sides, but like that, the, the, the redneck Punisher logo sticker and that 
with the Virgin Mary sticker just made me fucking laugh. I was like, this is like the biggest hypocrisy in American culture of society. Like, it's just so stupid. Um, and it just, it's just dumb. It's just dumb shit. But um, the other thing I really wanted to touch on real quick was, I don't know if any of you have worked with the the chat open AI bot. Um, that thing is crazy. Very crazy and scary. Uh, well, it could be scary. It's useful, but it's very scary. Um, especially like some of the new chat or some of the new AI bots are like making these images from like real, like making real life pictures. And it's like people who have never existed, but it looks like real fucking photography that was taken. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Scary shit. Um, I don't personally think either that like AI is going to become self-aware, at least in my lifetime. Um, but I I don't even think we're going to live long as long enough for AI to become self-aware. Um, I, I mean, it's amazing what it's doing right now or scary, but I, don't, I just don't, I don't know. Maybe I, I could be totally wrong. I just don't know if it'll get to that point. But it's still insane what they can do with it. Like the deep fake stuff, then this AI stuff, like where you could ask it to do prompts and shit like that. And I think we, um, me, my my girlfriend and I and a couple of my friends, we went out to dinner and we were talking about this. And um, my friend's wife brought up the fact that she thinks AI is going to take over like the blue collar jobs. And I'm like, I definitely could see that happening. Like that is... Definitely. I mean, they just automated a McDonald's. I think it was in Kentucky or Indiana. I, I don't remember exactly, but it was crazy. It's like, man, we are we are crossing thresholds that are becoming insane. And it's scary. It's definitely scary. Um, but there's a few things that were that those are just my quick clips. And I, there's a few things I wanted to touch on. And I'm trying really hard. Like, I'm trying to take a turn for the better of like, not being so, I don't know, I don't want to say vulgar, but just like shitheady on here where it's like just me yelling and screaming. Like I'm not going to, and I already knew this, but I kind of had to tell myself this and go through my little thing through this last few months. And that's probably why I haven't really posted too much on this podcast. Um, there's still people listening, which I really appreciate. Um, but I wanted to take a different turn with it. I felt like it, it's like, I, I'm not, I know already that I'm not convincing anybody to change their perspective on things. Because um, people are going to people. They're just going to be who they want to be. And no matter what anybody says, they have to come to that with their own term of understanding. Um, but there was a few articles that really made me want to touch on, like, how bad of a society we are with, like, listening to each other. And, like, this goes personally for me, too. Like, um, but this was one of them that I was like, this is ridiculous. And it was a CBS news article and it was about, and it basically says millions of men have dropped out of wor- the workforce, leaving companies struggling to fill jobs. It's a matter of our national identity. And that was in quotes, that last part. The The whole takeaway from this whole article was for me is, re- and I'll link this in the show notes description if anybody wants to read it. Um, it is interesting because it basically says um, a large number of American men of the prime working age between 25 and 54 years old are not working or even looking for work, resulting in a major hole in the American economy. 
and I find it funny as a as a guy who's 41 years old, like who's dropped pretty much out of the workforce in terms of like not working a nine to five shitty job, um, working multiple part time types of positions, and a lot of the time just fucking struggling to like just get by like everybody else. And uh, I'm fortunate, you know, I have a great partner, um, and and. It's crazy to me that this article didn't even ask the people like me or I have a few friends even that are like, just like me, who checked out of them, like they work part-time jobs and that's it. And they're men like me. And it's not that we're lazy or we don't want to, we don't want to be productive during our life. It's that we're tired of working and, and they, so the, the, the concept of this article was basically they were, they interviewed Everybody except for the men that were the ones that were checked out like us. They even interviewed Mike Rowe of Dirty Jobs. And he he goes, I think the giant issue, and by the time we realize how big it is, we're going to have a hard time turning the temperature down. And he's talking about uh, it's a a matter of our national identity, basically, is what he said. And again, I'm not sitting here like criticizing Mike Rowe, but it's, it's somewhat annoying because he did a... He did a Prager University video where he basically said like, like following your passion is like, he didn't say bullshit, but he basically was saying that. And he talked about how all he ever wanted to be was a woodworker. And I wanted to say to like to him, again, this is the hypocrisy of these people. Like Mike Rowe is a host of a, of a TV show that makes, he makes, I don't know how many millions of dollars hosting it. So he works these dirty jobs to show like what it entails. But like he's making millions of dollars and then he's sitting other telling their other people that like, you know, don't follow your passion. Like, dude, you're, you're, you're on TV. You're an entertainer. Like it's, it's that irony of like, like, like they don't critically think about this. Like what, 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 who is he talking about? He doesn't have the struggle of regular men. Like I'm not... It's just hilarious to me. But the other thing is they interviewed a bunch of CEOs and it's the same thing. More than 770,000 manufacturing jobs are open right now, according to the latest federal account from November. And it surged. And so they interview the CEO and he's like, well, we're, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to shove $30 an hour at uh, an average. And, you know, it's, it used to be dirty and dark and dangerous, but it's very sleek and very technology driven. And, and like, again, Everything they want you to think, and instead of it being like, if they interviewed me, it would have been like, I don't want to work your 40 hours a week anymore. I don't want your $30 an hour isn't going to suffice living in American society. It just doesn't. It's, it's not enough money. Like, you're making hand over fist. Well, buckle up your bootstraps and work hard. Well, that's what I was preached when I was a kid. I've seen many people in my lifetime work very hard and not, you know, and even the ones that like barely can scrape by and have a vacation every year who don't spend money on cars every fucking year. Like my siblings who haven't bought new cars in many years, like all of us are struggling. And instead it's like, well, we're, we're shoving $30 an hour and, you know, we're, we're, we're giving them these better looking. And instead of it being like, I don't want to work 50 hours a week and have an hour a day with my kid. I don't like, I have priorities other than my quote unquote job. 
And it's this whole capitalism side of things where these CEOs, even the Home Depot CEO said some stupid shit that was like, he's basically criticizing young workers. And it's like, who wants to work for someone like that? Like, again, you're making millions of dollars and you're not paying them a living wage. Like, well, and, and always comes back to comparing it to India or China. And it's like, right, but we're America. You're comparing apples to oranges. Like, stop doing that. If you're comparing it to China, then you're putting China as the same level as America, which then propaganda everything, which then leads into that, because that's exactly what this is, is propaganda. It's so ridiculous. Here, uh, the CEO of Electrosoft, a company outside Philadelphia that makes circuit boards, said she wishes 45 people worked there instead of 30, but they she can't find people to fill roles, costing the company around... $5 million in top-line revenue as she'd been forced to down potential contracts. I got an idea. Hire instead of 45 people, hire 90 people. Give them 25 hours a week with benefits. Pay them decently. And I'm telling you, people will work. People want to work a 25-hour work week. That's still being productive. The 40, 40, 40, uh, or the, I shouldn't say that. It's the eight-hour workday with eight hours of rest and eight hours of sleep. It's a bunch of bullshit. It's not that. People are working more like 10 to 12-hour days, having eight hours or more, I mean, if they can have eight hours of sleep, and they have like four hours of spare time to themselves to be able to do, and not factoring in, you want people to reproduce and have more kids so that this cycle keeps feeding. It's such a joke. But this article was so, it's like, again, they actually didn't interview the people who were leaving the workforce, like me, my a few of my friends, some other people I know, like they weren't interviewing us. They interviewed CEOs and basically the CEOs were like, well, we're offering them all this stuff, but they're just not coming. There's a reason for it. You're not building up infrastructure for roads for people to go. So now we have an hour commute to go to these jobs. So, and you're not paying us for that hour commute. You're not paying for the cost of living difference for, for certain areas, especially in Nashville. It's insane. $30 an hour does not pay a rent out here. It's fucking crazy out here. So it's, this, so it's just this joke of like, I shouldn't say $30 an hour doesn't pay rent. That's, that's, that's bullshit of me to say that. But it's still really difficult to do for a family if they want people to be... The, the nuclear family of four, if the mom is staying home because because it's unaffordable to pay for daycare. Shit, I put my daughter in daycare sometimes when her school's out. I, I'm like, I can't do this every day. It's, it's $40 a day is what it averages out to. So I let her go for one or two days a week, but I can't even do that. It's like, that's $80 a week for just two days. Multiply that by X like it's insanity. Christmas break, I was like, I can't do f full like, like so. It, it it's just insanity that people don't get that, and it's always buckle up your bootstraps, which is going to lead me into the next rant. Um, the baby boomer wasteland. Christopher Hitchens, which for those of you that don't know who he is. Um, th which, by the way, this article was written in Vanity Fair in 1996 from Christopher Hitchens. 
Um, he died in 2011, um, and it was from cancer, I believe. Uh, I think it was cancer. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He was on Bill Maher a lot. He's an atheist, and he was a writer, and um, he was a boomer. He was born in 19... Uh, probably later... Th- he was probably earlier than a boomer, though. He was 1949. I don't remember what the boomer generation is. And again, I don't want to be like, it's all boomers. It's all, you know, I don't, because that just feeds into the whole narrative of a whole generation. It's not. There's a lot of people in that generation that are delusional, but there's a lot of people in my generation in Gen X that are delusional as well. Um, But anyway, Christopher Hitchens was a British American author, wrote a bunch of stuff. He was an asshole in terms of he told it like it was. And I admired him for that because he didn't give a shit. And I admire people that really can do that, like in a in a really good way. I think Bill Burr does a really good job of that. I think Carlin did a great job of it. Um, I think Hitchens did a great job of it. Uh, I think Bukowski did a really good job. Those are like the, the, the a bunch of people. Um, John Stewart does it a little bit, but not as much as I think he should. And he went really softball with Hillary Clinton, in my opinion. And that kind of pissed me off. I really think he should have went hardball at her to prove the point that she's just as big of a pitch uh, as a pain, as a piece of shit as Trump was. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. So Christopher Hitchens wrote this article. It's called "The Baby Boomer Wasteland," and he basically ra- he ran he rammed into them. Um, this was the headline: "Pity the poor baby boomers." Beginning this month, one of them will turn 50 every every seven and a half seconds. But all they have to celebrate is their own mediocrity, selfishness, and hypocrisy. And it basically just kind of this, I'll try to sum this up. Well, let me read a little bit of a snippet of what he wrote about it. Um, and what about saving others? For all the, for all the, uh, for all the glib talk about social concern, boomers have become more swiftly hardened to stepping over bums in the street or stepping around panhandlers than their parents ever did during a time of mass unemployment and destitution. A certain kind of cognitive dissonance seems to be at work. Let's deplore waste and uh, and while getting a new model of car every three to four years, which I know many boomers that do that. Let's, uh, let's laminate the decline of uh, literacy and education while transferring our kids to extra special schools and letting the public school system another wasted inheritance from a more thoughtful age wither on the vine. Meanwhile, lose sleep over your air miles or over the choice of long-distance telephone carrier. Private private affluence and public squalor used to be the name for this syndrome. In uh, In the therapy generation, which scripts even its own uh, lenient satires, you are by all means allowed, if not encouraged, to feel guilty, just as long as you don't feel responsible. And what he's basically saying, um, to be spoiled, uh, to be a spoiled person is to be well off or is not to be well off or favored by fortune or protected from brute realities. It is to be well off and favored by fortune and protected from brute realities and not to know it. Um, he ripped into them. And he basically called them a bunch of spoiled children. This was in 1996. I don't think all of them are, but I think there's a lot of them that are. And a lot of like my siblings, my friends, my cousins, um, there's quite a few that talk about this. 
where it's like, what the fuck is happening with this generation? And granted, like as I get older, I'm noticing myself getting more and more agitated, not with the young so much, um, just in society as a whole. And it's bothering me. Like, like I'm getting really like, like rickety with it. And granted, like it's changing and it's, but it's more or less like there's just shitty people in society in general. Um, that's why I don't want to classify like all of them, but I do think a mass majority of them deserve a lot of, a lot of hate. Um, I don't like using the word hate, but they're just delusional. Like they just think that like climate change isn't real. They don't have to worry about it because they're going to be, you know, well, that's the other thing. A lot of boomers can't come to the reality that they're going to die soon. Like you, you are on your deathbed. I had a conversation with my mom about this too. And I said, you know, and I love my mom and dad, but like I had a conversation with my mom and I said, I'm like, no offense, but like, I think it's unfair that we tell kids they can't vote until they're 18, which is fine. But I think there should be a cutoff age for voters and it should be like 65 or 70. Like, yay, you won capitalism. So guess what? Move aside. You're no longer going to be around. We're going to take care of you because that's what we agreed upon. But get the fuck out of the way and stop voting because your votes are really shitty anyway. Um, and I know I'm going to get a shit ton of hate for that. Um, but my mom actually said, no, I kind of agree with you. Uh, she's like, I think there's a certain age where we all just need to let the youth vote and they're going to, because it's their, it's their world, not ours anymore. And I was like, thank you. Cause I think that's fully fair and capable. Um, and having my own daughter, it's like, they are going to be the leader of the free world. And the boomers have this grasp on Congress. They can't let it go. Just look at Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell. They cannot release it. They are so terrified. They And they've made more money than, like, than they should have in Congress. So this Christopher Hitchens uh, article from 1996, I'll post it in my show notes. I recommend reading it. Have an open mind about it because this was written... <laughs> Before he said a lot of this, or before a lot of us all agreed upon this, and he basically called it out. Um, there is a reason they were called the me generation. Um, and again, they're not all like that, but there's a lot of them. And until they start calling, until they start calling out each other on it, I just don't. I just don't know. I just don't. Or, and I hate saying this, until they start dying off, which is going to happen. It's. But then they're leaving us with this destitute world of shit that they ram, you know, I don't know the right term, but like took over, stole everything. And they're going to, th there's not going to be inheritance for our gener future generations because they're going to live to be 80 years old, voting for shitty fucking shit, not paying attention because they watch. Fox News and CNN, because God forbid they don't get their news from really good sources. I don't know. I don't want to lay into them really hard, but it's really difficult not to when they just, a lot of them just don't give a shit. And, and they think they're owed something. When, I don't know. So... I don't want to make this a really long podcast. There was another article I was going to talk about. Um, it was from Futurism and it was about uh, 
Stanford scientists, I'm just going to go over it real quick. Uh, the last thing I'll go over is, uh, this was from futurism.com. Stanford scientists warn that civilization as we know it will end in the next few decades. Humanity is very busy sitting on a limb that we're sawing off. Um, and it's basically just, <laughs> like it says, it was 60 minutes, uh, did a 13-minute piece on it. It was actually really good. And they interviewed a bunch of Stanford scientists, and they basically just said, they're like, we're fucked. We are royally fucked. And of course, nobody wants to hear it. We all bury our heads in the sand, which is understandable. Um, I and the vast majority of my colleagues think we've had it. Um, this was a Stanford colleague of uh, one of the guys. His name's Paul uh, Paul Ehrlich, who also appeared on the show, uh, told Scott Pelley that the next few decades will be the end of the kind of civilization we're used to. Um, I would say it's so much so that we are killing the planet because the planet's going to be fine. Oh, that we're not killing the planet because the planet's going to be fine. What we're doing is we're killing our way of life. Don't say that, though, to the, to the older generations. Just keep having babies. Just, just keep driving gas and, you know, gas vehicles. Keep believing that electronic vehicles are going to save the planet even though we have to produce batteries that cobalt mining is fucking not only terrible for the planet but terrible for the human beings that human beings that have to do it have to mine it you know again i'm not here to judge people but i just wish more people thought critically about this stuff so i'll include this one i don't want to go too far in depth because you guys already know my take on this whole thing um and many people call me a uh, a doomer which I'm just like, well, no, it's a realist. Um, the world will still be here, just not in the capacity that you think it will be. Um, we won't be. When there's no fresh water to drink, when the plants won't grow anymore, when fertile land is officially gone because we've overproduced and we've mass consumed our way to shit, well, only then we, you know, it's that same, that meme where the guys, you know, got the last tree or whatever. And I don't know. It's so weird to me where we're living in right now. It's another reason why I've just struggled putting um, podcast on because it's just people just we're all in our own heads right now in our own world. We don't even care about each other. And that was really the main thing was like, nobody wants to listen to each other. We all just talk over each other. That was really the predominant thing about this episode was just supposed to be, with which went back to the men, men not working and all. It's like, they don't interview the people that actually matter, which finally the futurism one did, but nobody's listening. Again, nobody's listening to them because COVID came and, COVID's bullshit and all this stuff. And no, science, you know, we, we've we've gone full fucking foobar sideways and I don't understand why, but I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to leave it at that. And I hope you all have a good one. This week's podcast was brought to you by Connect Go Internet Inc. Bringing your business to the future, connectgo.com.